Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood with Mike Tom. A week away is definitely the talk of the town. It's the first ever faith-based musical available on Netflix. It debuted in the streaming services top five recently and continues to receive plenty of positive feedback. Today we're joined by the co-writer and co-producer. His name is Ellen Powell and most of you will remember him from the band Anthem Lights. Today on Connections, he'll share his inspiration for this musical. He'll also share a little bit about what it was like to shoot this movie at a YMCA campground. We'll hear that and so much more today on Connections. We're joined today by Ellen Powell. He is the co-writer and co-producer of A Week Away, the first ever faith-based musical available on Netflix. So, Alan, you're part of a huge project that everybody's talking about right now. We're going to talk about that right away. But I think a lot of our audience, they'd actually know you from previous work, too. That includes you were part of the band Anthem Lights for a while, weren't you? That's true. I was. I started that band with Chad Graham, what, 12 years ago? And was uh, had the pleasure of being in that for seven years. I don't know. It's been a while. But yeah, it's great. What uh, pulled you out of um, music and decided to focus on other things? Well, movies. I, I, I was in a movie as an actor called The Song. Uh, in 2012, we shot that. And, and making, doing film and acting at the time was all I ever really wanted to do. So when I had the opportunity to do that, I just kind of, I knew that the cat was out of the bag, as they say. Uh, I had the pleasure to continue to work on some other projects. And once once it became unsustainable to do both of those things, or maybe better stated, unfair to the band uh, with how much time I was going to need to commit to to acting, it, it felt uh, it felt right to to step away. But uh, they have carried on or killing the game, and I'm so happy for them. And and uh, yeah, so I wanted to focus on making movies. And now you've uh, produced and co-wrote your first mu- uh, movie, which is also a musical, A Week Away. Tell us where the inspiration for that came from. You know, I grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor my entire life. My bachelor's degree is in the Bible. I grew up on CCM uh, tunes and the combination of music and film is my favorite thing in the world. Um, felt like we saw a hole in the marketplace. Nobody had ever done uh, a musical that interacted with the faith space at all. Um, so we, we were we were happy to, to bring that to life and got excited about the idea of of reimagining and reproducing these classic Christian tunes that were a part of my childhood and so many of us remember. And then also the opportunity to write a few originals for the, for the movie. And then some of my most incredible memories like come from church camp, like being, being at church camp. So kind of putting all of that together in a, in a melting pot, if you will, you end up with a week away. Uh, I first found out about a week away. My friends on social media started talking about it, a musical about Bible camp. And I just thought like, of course, like why has nobody done this before? Makes so much sense though. Right. (laughs) Well, we had the same thought and, you know, we we were kind of always looking over our shoulder a little bit to go, surely maybe somebody's going to beat us to the punch. (laughs) Anyway, we were, we were fortunate enough to get there first and release first. And, and, but I mean, you know, with, with, like anything else with creativity, you just, you just follow your passion. And, and if somebody else is doing it, then that's their thing. And you're doing your thing. And I believe in the zero sum mentality. So I think there's room for everybody. Uh, like I mentioned, my friends started talking about it. What I found really interesting in the past couple of weeks is how many of my friends, like they don't really have faith uh, to speak of, right? But 
They went to Bible camps with friends when they were kids, like 20, 30 years ago. And they've watched this movie and they're sharing scenes now and they're talking about the songs and how they can still sing them. What's been, uh, what's it been like for you watching the reaction that everybody's having to this? That's been the most incredible part of this. Truthfully, we've been working on this without exaggerating for probably eight years. So there's been a lot of like momentous moments uh, along the way, but I have to say that actually seeing the audience and individuals responding to it, in such a meaningful, emotional way has been the most rewarding thing uh, about this project so far, hands down. The reality is I made this movie for my kids. I wanted them to know that they're good enough, that they're beautiful, that they're wonderful, just the way they are. Um, That was the, that's why we made the movie. And so to see people take that, to see people um, understand that message and be impacted by it, it's, uh, you know, making movies is hard. And so finally to see it be released and to see people really taking that message in and letting it move them and impact them and being encouraged by it makes it all worth it. How awesome was it when uh, Netflix decided to pick up a week away? It was incredible. I got to say that this movie, that was always my hope and my goal. It's just the kind of movie that's supposed to be on Netflix, um, to be honest with you, you know, we, our goal, or I'm sorry, our, our kind of aim initially was just to be a theatrical release. Um, but just because of the timing, the way things worked out, the, the world was shutting down right about when we were bringing this movie to market, as we say. And we had a couple of options to, to release it theatrically, but Netflix came in and they saw what we saw, which was that this makes a lot of sense for home viewing and letting people watch it 17 times, which is what we hear a lot. Um, then that was always kind of what we hoped for from this, from this movie. So I, I think the glove just fit and we were happy that they were excited to put it out. So the storyline is kind of, uh, um, at-risk youth, let's say, a troubled teen, right? And he finds himself at Bible camp. Where'd the inspiration for the storyline come from? You know, it's been really funny. Uh, funny is not the right word, but uh, I guess interesting to see people from time to time push back on that on that yeah. element. But the only reason that that's interesting to me is because it's it's real life. Uh, my brother-in-law uh, was a youth pastor. I've been was a youth pastor for a long time, and uh, I remember talking to him. And this is obviously years ago at this point. Talking to him about his camp because he took his youth to camp every summer, and and he told me about this. Uh, this kid, this foster kid who got forced to go to camp, um, didn't want to go. And at the beginning of the, the, the week was just like, what am I doing here? So cynical. And, and by the end of the week, just big old smiles, found family, like found love and, and acceptance in the last place he ever expected to find it. I remember he said that sentence to me. Andrew said that sentence to me. He said, and this kid found love and acceptance in the last place he thought he'd find it. And I said, well, that that's our movie. Um, so anyway, so that's, that's where the inspiration uh, for the actual storyline came from. And then you start to add layers of personal experience and, you know, will in a very real way is, is just kind of me um, when I was a 17 year old kid and my doubts and my fears and my insecurities. And I wasn't a, uh, a foster kid you stole that from Andrew's story but the his angle on faith and his struggle with faith is certainly something that I 
understand and resonate with. And so then you start to, and Avery's based on my wife and named after my daughter. My second daughter's name is Presley. It's the other character. So it just becomes very personal. Uh, and you let those both personal emotions and feelings and personal experiences really guide the truth of it, if you will. And then it becomes a mu- it's a musical. So you're still going to have a lot of fun and people just bust out singing. So we thought <laughs> it was a good recipe for both uh, authenticity and yet, you know, entertainment and fun. And it's, again, it's cool to see people feeling that as well. Which is actually true to life too, but people busting out singing like that happens a lot at camp. I found so I do I, all the time. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I would. I never went to camp as a kid, but I did speak at a camp for a week a couple of years ago. And actually, like what you were saying, totally true. I was shocked by the number of kids that were there uh, because they're in foster care, actually. And up here in Canada, most kids in foster care, they get a week at camp. And so they choose to take it, right? Yeah. And they come there just like that, like closed off. They don't want to be there. But by the end of the week, it was so amazing to watch that transformation take place. And it happens because of things like the community and the singing together. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, um, it was cool to, it was cool to, to kind of exemplify, is that the right word? Uh, to show, um, how the, you know, the impact of, of these moments and these relationships, especially at that age can have such a, such a, a meaningful impact on people's lives. Cause it's true. We, we experience it and it was really fun as a creative, as a writer, to go back to those places um, and to explore them and, and, and also, you know, really deal with elements of faith and deal with doubt and deal with where was God and all that sort of stuff in a way that hopefully can be consumed by, you know, every age group. It's an interesting challenge. The, the actual set itself, was that an actual camp or was that a set? No, we, we we did movie camp at camp. So we found an incredible location that just happened to be in Nashville, Tennessee. I say happened to be because so many of us had either lived there for a long time or uh, were still living there when, uh, when we ended up filming. We looked all over the country, even in Canada, um, and there were a couple of a couple of options. But this YMCA camp in Nashville was the best place, and they were the most accommodating. And so we just pulled up as a as a film unit four weeks before we started shooting and did prep and did rehearsals and recorded all of our cast vocals. Uh, and then we shot for four weeks and we did not leave that camp to do any of it. Uh, even some of the sets that aren't in the film at camp were, were locations that were indeed on the campground and or we built them in other rooms that were on the campground. So it's all very real, which I think really helped with the, you know, the feeling of authenticity in the film. Speaking of the songs in the in the uh, movie, tell us a little bit about that and how you chose the songs and then you reworked some of them. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, there's, there was such a, a, a massive catalog of classic CCM Christian tunes that we that we had the opportunity to pull from. And again, as I said before, like I grew up on this stuff, so it was hard. It was it felt like you know choosing between your children for me a little bit, <laughs> figuring out which tunes to do. But the reality is. The story just told us, you know, I mean, what we what we hoped we could do and whether we accomplished it or not is up to the individual viewer. But what we tried to do was was create musical moments that always advanced the story, the plot or the character. Um, and so as much as I like as an example, as much as I love the tune Jesus Freak by DC Talk and I tried to find a way to work it in, <laughs> never, it just didn't 
we found a version that was kind of okay, but it wasn't, it, it didn't really do any of the things we needed from it, from a, you know, from a song standpoint. So Great Adventure and Dive and all these songs, obviously that ended up in the movie, we felt like we're, uh, we're really organic to the story. And our goal was that if you knew the songs, you'd be like, oh, I, I love that tune. I, you know, I, I grew up on that song, whatever. Um, but if you didn't, you would just feel like they were songs that were written for the movie because we hoped that they would fit that well. That was always the goal. And then, of course, there was a couple of spots where uh, we just knew that the moment was so specific that we were going to either have to or we were excited to write an original song for those moments. So there's three, if you include the opening song, the, cre- the credit song, there's four original tunes in the movie as well. Was that uh, exciting for you, getting to write some original music again then for this project? Absolutely. As you mentioned, I started in, uh, you know, in music with Anthem Lights and so love, love writing. It's such a, a fun, creative process. And then on top of that, to, to, to write from a narrative standpoint, to write from a story standpoint and what these characters are going through and where you need to, where you need to be at the end of the song versus where you start. And it was, uh, it was a, such a joy and a fun challenge and, and, yeah, we, we had a blast. We had a blast doing that. You know what else was great about this movie? It's so off topic, but the wardrobe was <laughs> great. It's uh, I know it's supposed to be a film for today's day and age, but it reminded me of the good old 90s. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. I'm glad you noticed that because we the pol- Polaroid was actually really important to me in general only because it's I wanted the film to kind of have this vintage feel like it's called a week away right the point is that you get away from the chaos of the world to go to camp which is what you do and you really are kind of on an island metaphorically when you're there like in the camps that I went to your phones weren't allowed you know you weren't really calling like you were just all stuck in this world together and it didn't really matter what year it was you know there, there is something very kind of like outside of the calendar about that experience. And we wanted to capture that. So intentionally so, and I think it's so cool that you picked up on it. Some of the wardrobe just kind of goes like, where, what year is this? Like, where are we? And I love that. Probably the one thing I paid the most attention to, but this film also, it took you on a roller coaster ride. And what I loved is it is youth. I'm older now, but I still really enjoyed it. Oh, that means a lot. I, I, I appreciate that. That certainly was was the goal we we know who the key demographic is and who you know quote unquote we made the movie for in quotes but the reality is i mean i'm you know i'm a 35 year old man and i like it so i hope that uh i hope we were able to to kind of cross over and and hit more quadrants so it means a lot that that you enjoyed it as well let's put you on the spot best camp song ever best camp song ever I mean, it's the, we put it in the movie very like I, it's hard to be better than Big House at camp. I mean, <laughs> yes, <laughs> such a camp song. So I'm gonna go Big House. Uh, when I did speak at camp a couple of years ago, the chapel was my favorite. Just watching the kids get into all the songs and learning the actions, and by the end of the week, it was I don't know, it was just cool. They're singing along, and it becomes these big anthems for all these kids that. Many didn't want to be there, but then at the end of the week, there they are worshiping Jesus together, right? There they are, man. It was, uh, that environment will suck you in, and it's a beautiful thing. I was just going to say, did any of your six kids make cameos in the film then? Did you use them as uh, background actors or anything? 
I, I wanted to use them actually personally, but all of them, my oldest is 10, so everybody was too young. But what I will say is that, like I mentioned, the, the Avery and Presley are uh, the names of my oldest two daughters, and nobody else will spot this except for them, which is why I did it. But in the opening credits, there are two stuffed animals. There's a monkey and there's a, there's a lamb, and both of those are the stuffed animals that I gave my, my daughters the day they were born. They still That's have awesome. they sleep to them, sleep with them at night. And I stole them for two days and didn't tell them why. And then the first time they saw the move, the opening credits, they were, they were in there. So they, they enjoyed that. Nice. What did your kids think of the movie? My kids, I, I'm sure that it's just cause it's daddy's movie, but they love it. They watch it all the time. Um, and it's so cool to see them singing along. And at this point, without exaggerating, now they I mean, they know every word in the movie, so they're mouthing the lines along. They're, like, <laughs> the jokes. It's, it's pretty funny. How do you find time for all of this with uh, a house full of children? I, I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you, you take it one day at a time, and you take it one moment at a time. And truthfully, honestly, this is a, you know, it's a partnership, and I have an amazing partner in, in my wife, Pricey, who uh, is just the best mom on the planet. So, like, right now, as an example, I have the privilege of speaking to you guys, and she's she's taking care of the kids and, and we, you know, we're just a team in that way. So you just figure it out. You guys know how it goes. Yeah. Um, so with all the, um, all the traction that this is gaining, are you working on something else already? New plans for the future? Or are you just kind of soaking it all in right now? You know, you try to do both of those things at the same time, if you can, whatever that means, because I, my personality is such that like, I never really take a second to step back and go, Hey, this is really cool. You know, it takes a lot for me to do that. My wife is constantly making me do that. And I appreciate that, uh, that from her, but it's a little bit of both. I mean, it's certainly, like I said before, it's really cool to see people respond to it at the same time on this particular property. It was always intended to be a longer story. We'll see if we have the opportunity to go back and tell some of that. Truthfully, it just depends on how people respond to it. They keep watching it. Does Netflix see the numbers they need to see? I don't know how that stuff works, but you know, it is what it is, but there's a lot to, to explore there. But even outside of this property, we, you know, uh, it's, it's always fun to create and dream about what you could put together. And we have a lot of things that we're excited to be doing as a company and movies that we're excited to be making. So we hope to continue to just make stuff that people respond to. Uh, I had one more question. Earlier, you mentioned, you know, uh, one of the criticisms from critics or whatever was that, oh, the story isn't believable, even though you and I know it is very believable. But how do you handle that when you work hard on something? And even if it does get great response, there's still one or two people that criticize stuff. How do you handle that? You know, you can't make everybody happy. What is that? Like, if you try to please everybody, you're going to end up pleasing nobody. And that's true, but also I feel like that quote doesn't, in a way, it doesn't really matter because if you're trying to do something to please anyone, uh, specifically creatively, your your judgment's probably going to be clouded. If you follow your inspiration, mm. you follow what moves you, follow what you feel like you're, is a responsible thing to do to this idea that has kind of come to you and you have a responsibility to. So I on this movie specifically, I knew it wasn't going to be for everybody. Um, I, I like to think that it's fun and anybody can sit down and be like, oh, okay, all right. Even if they're not showing it on the inside, they're, you know, they're having a good time. <laughs> I, I think that it's there, but, you know, nothing is critic proof. And certainly this movie is not critic proof. And I don't even know, 
You know, it's been interesting to me for what it's worth is to see people compare this to like, you know, Pulp Fiction or something. Like it's not, you, you make a movie for a specific reason. And, you know, we've talked about why we made this movie and, and who it's for. And I'm super proud of what we were able to do uh, for the kind of movie we were trying to make. I stand by it. I'm proud of it. Um, you know, I, I think it's fun. I also think it is meaningful by the end of it. And I hope that people walk away feeling better about themselves than when they started the movie. Like at the end of the day, that's what we were trying to do. Uh, I, nobody was trying to win an Oscar. We're just, you know, so when people, the reviews and the critics kind of hold it in that way, it's just always, it's just kind of like, really guys? Like, is that what you, that what <laughs> that's you what you're paying attention to? to? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm crazy and maybe there's another way that I should look at it, but uh, I, my wife thinks I'm cool. My kids think I'm cool. Well, I'm good. Yeah. Well, you're already two steps ahead of me then. So <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. for people who want to check out a week away or they just want to learn more about you, how can they go about doing that? Well, I'm happy to say that a week away is streaming now on Netflix. Uh, if you don't have Netflix, get it. Uh, I don't know. Go hang out with somebody who does. Um, <laughs> would love for you to to watch it and check it out for me personally i mean i have all the things right instagram alan powell 10 facebook page this that and the other thing and and certainly i keep anybody who's willing to follow along updated on the things that we've got going on and what's coming up so if you're interested in that sort of thing you can find me thank you so much for making time for us today we appreciate it no, yeah congrats appreciate it Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.